beat was so hot too. Uh-huh. They used to get your attention like the first like. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Quest for Pixels Conversations. It's that playground chat, all grown up. I'm one of your hosts, Tony Baker, and today joining me, as always, the man himself, Joel Brooks, aka the Falcon. How's it going, buddy? Good. What's going on with you, Tony? Oh, not much, not much. Just living life to the fullest, as we do every day. Uh, what have you been up to in the last uh, week since we recorded? Dude, we just been streaming, just streaming. Stream. Man, we the, we're the streaming demons. Well, they might yeah. even say. Yeah. <laughs> or at least a very harmful bacteria. <laughs> That's right. Not a not quite a virus, not quite a demon, but a bacteria. Like uh, I don't know, like what gingivitis maybe? <laughs> we're the maybe gingivitis. Maybe E. coli. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. What what have we been playing? What have we been playing this week? Man, we played so much. We played uh, Brawlhalla because the Battle Pass came out. Yeah. So we got that rocking in stream, and people had some fun with that. We played Call of Duty Mobile, so we've we've uh, expanded our gaming horizon to the good mm-hmm. old uh, mobile devices. Now that we can actually hook up our Xbox controllers to it and play with our yes, cl- fancy new clips that we got. Did that? We played a bunch of Fortnite. We played. A lot of Mario Kart. We played Splatoon 2, which was an absolute mess. We'll probably get into that a little bit later. And that's about it, man. What What was your highlight from those streams? What What do you think was your highlight for that? I would say my highlight was probably... It either has to be Brawlhalla, because I just love that game. And it was so hyped to see the battle pass. And I love everything that they're doing with it. And... Yes, it's a take on something that's been done so many times now, but I just kind of love how it's you need to complete challenges, right? So in Fortnite, you just have to kind of stay alive for a little bit longer than everybody else, and you're still getting points. Whereas in Brawlhalla, you're not unlocking different levels until you actually complete these challenges. And like me and you were discussing that if you do the challenges, you're actually going to become a better player because of some of the different types of the challenges are right. going to force you to specifically work on some sort of tech that's within the game. Yeah, a specific aspect of the game that you pr- you might not already know or have mastered, right? Yeah. And I and then I would say the other highlight would be the Call of Duty Mobile. I can't believe how much fun we had with that game. And I like it because not a lot of people in our community are really getting behind the Call of Duty Mobile. Mm-hmm. Dude, that for me, that's that was the highlight for sure. Like just rediscovering this mobile title, but now with the option to play with the Xbox controller, it has just been a, a serious game changer. And we had just so much fun playing it on stream. Oh, dude, it was just it was a blast. Yeah, it was so much fun. And uh, we got word that old uh, Shelly might be joining us uh, for Mobile Monday. Because he was talking about how he would like to play some with us, so maybe he might be jumping in on the stream on uh, Monday. So that'd be nice if he did. Well, and it's a lot easier for him to hop on that. Yeah. Depends on wherever he is. Instead of having to, you know, lug lug along the Switch and all that kind of stuff and just leave the stream into me. So 
Exactly. And you got such a great, I love the layout you got with the phone for the overlay. Perfect. It just works so good. Yeah, dude, looks cool. Uh, what else are we going to talk about here today? Oh, I wanted to jump up into uh, the Paper Mario reveal. Um, Nintendo dropped a trailer for Paper Mario and the Origami King, I think it was called. Yeah. Definitely what did you think origami. Of, what did you think of that? Um, you know what? It looks cool, right? Yeah. It looks it looks Paper Mario ish. Uh, I kind of like the the like evil puppet master type of deal going on with like the Origami King, who is now turning these two D characters into these like folded masterpieces. Yeah. Which I'm really hoping at some point Nintendo releases how to actually fold the instructions on how to fold these origami things because they look so cool. Dude, that's exactly what I thought too. I'm like, man, they should just like, because they have that play.nintendo.com where they have like puzzles and yeah. sometimes like Valentine's Day cards and special things. Like how great would that be? Just like a bunch of printables with some folding instructions. You could do like some origami characters and just have them in your house. Yeah, I've seen, uh, what's her name? Gonda... Oh yeah, Miss Miss Grr, whatever Don, it is. Donda Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was. Uh, she has a YouTube video about origami. I couldn't get it to go, so maybe it was like some sort of premiere or something. Oh but yeah. It looks cool. Uh, I really like it. Like, so I've never really gotten into the Paper Mario uh, franchise. Mm -hmm. I think I dabbled in it a little bit on the Nintendo sixty four. Okay. I believe that's where it originated. Yeah. So I, I I vaguely remember it, but I kind of the by the time it was on the GameCube, I wasn't really that wasn't where I was. I was more into like Mario Party, Mario Kart Double Dash, yeah, those types of things. The I'm really interested to see how the uh, like the battle mechanic works. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like some sort of shifting like ring battle mm -hmm. arena. So I'm not really sure how that's going to be because I know I de definitely did not like the battle card system in uh, Color Splash. So I'm hoping that this is... It, I just want the combat to be fun. Like, that's yeah. kind of what I want. I agree. With uh, my history with the series is I Nintendo 64 and GameCube both were systems that I didn't own personally. I would play them at other people's houses. So it, those aren't really games that you would play when you were at other people's houses, right? Because you'd play, you know, party games, Mario Kart, whatever, Mario Party. Yep. So I didn't really get into it until the Super, I think it was called Super Paper Mario on the Wii. And I played it, and, okay. I, and that's one everyone kind of hates. That's kind of like the turning point where people started to dislike the series after those two really first good games, apparently. But I liked it. It seemed interesting. Writing was funny, whatever. And then the most recent um, ones, there was Sticker Star and Color Splash. Sticker Star was on the 3DS. Yep. I got it free with some Club Nintendo, uh, the coins that we used to do for that. Yep. And it, a lot of cool ideas, but they're just pushing the sticker thing down your throat. And I was just like, you know what, it's too much. And the same thing was with Color Splash. I rented that from the library for the Wii U. And it was a really good game, looks really good. Again, clever, funny writing. But they just they, they push that mechanic down your throat, and it was just not fun. Yeah, I rented that one from my li like from the public library as well because I, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Mario Tennis Aces had come out, and I was really yeah. hyped about that. I got it, and the game like did not live up to the hype at all. And soon after that, the Paper Mario came out. Yeah, around that same time because just after that, it was like a couple months later. They had this like the switch launch, and then everything was just starting to go over to the switch. And 
I held off on that one because I, I was like, you know what? They really let me down with this Mario Tennis Aces. This game does look fun. It, the card combat kind of looks fun, and then I played it, and I was like, this is definitely not fun at all. That's exactly the same boat I was in. Like, I'd just been burnt from a couple of games, and I was like, oh. and we were all just waiting for the for the Switch to come out, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just rented it, and it was had potential. Definitely could see potential. It looked beautiful. I really hope that this battle mechanic, this rotating ring, whatever's going on here, uh, is is fun because that's going to make or break that uh, yeah game. because i believe that's the only really footage we have of like the battle mechanic is that little i don't think they put any other trailers out uh explaining anymore so it kind of looked like you had to, i don't know how you uh chose to move the like the rings around but it looked like you had to like get the enemies all lined up and it shows him jumping on each one of their heads so, uh, so it it could be fun you know some sort of, like it could be kind of like some sort of checker sort of deal or I don't know. Yeah, it could it could add some strategic level to it. I, I want to talk about the way it was revealed. So we woke up. It, this always happens whenever Nintendo Stealth drops something. I'm always driving to work, and then my phone starts buzzing, and I made sure to pull over to the side of the road part and then look at my phone and check that notification. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, and I'm sticking here. And uh, then I saw that this dropped, and I was like, what? Out of nowhere. And it launches on July 17th. So what do you think about the way that it was revealed? What does that feel like to you? I feel like Nintendo has... They've been burnt quite a few times on big reveals. I, like, from, like, spoilers. Right? Coming out, or leaks. That that came out to kind of... Everybody's, like, hyped up for a Nintendo Direct. And then all of a sudden, like, the whole Direct is leaked. Right? So then I see Nintendo saying, What is the point of us trying to put all this time and effort into this if it's just going to get spoiled? Because, really, it's not special unless it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think that's why Nintendo Directs were so special at one point was because everything was a surprise. They were not a leaky ship. And I feel like now there's a lot of people inside Nintendo that are just super willing to give information about big moves that are coming up or big games. And I really think now Nintendo's like, you know what? We, we did this, you know, direct thing. It's cool. As of right now, let's just try something different. We're going to just start putting out tweets, right? And honestly, it was one tweet, a two-minute trailer, and the internet was on fire. Yeah. I agree. And uh, last time we were talking about, uh, when we were waiting for directs last time, I put out a tweet and I said, man, I hope that Nintendo just stops doing directs and just starts stealth dropping everything because the expectations become way too high. People are waiting for stuff that may or may not come. Uh, they're waiting for dates for directs that may or may not come that we don't even know that people just assume. And then when it doesn't happen, then they're hating on Nintendo and causing all this ruckus. It's like just, I, I, there's something really special about being excited for a direct when you know it's coming. Yeah. But there's there's also way more negatives, I think, to having directs right now. And I, I do like the the bam, we're dropping it at, you know, seven in the morning or dropping it at eight at night, you know, to equate for Japan time. Like, I like that kind of stuff. It's just because everybody gets excited right away. And it's like you get you get people's uh, real gut reactions to it. You don't have people like too much analyzing ahead of time. Well, part of the thing I think why people get so pissed off about it is because you have all of these YouTube channels or you have all these, these clickbait uh, websites that yeah. are just they just say shit right but then 
all their followers, right? Like, with which I have no idea why these people are wrong all the freaking time. But they have their followers who, like, think these people walk on water. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, they gotta know. They gotta know. Oh, fuck Nintendo. It's their fault that it didn't come out. It's like, no, yeah. dude. Like, this guy is... This organization that you're listening to is nothing. They have nothing to do yeah. with Nintendo. It's not Nintendo telling you, hey, we have this, right? Like, yeah. The only time Nintendo's come out and said that we're supposed to have something is when they had that earthquake, right? Like, oh, we we're supposed to have the direct, but guess what? The giant earthquake, we're not going to have the direct, right? But right. at any other time, they've never come out and said, hey, this date, it's always a day or two before, and it's a stealth, like, it's like, oh, here it is. So then it only gives them, like, one yeah. day of, of, you know, the, this hype train that they got to try and combat. But, like, I'm, you know what? I'm completely fine with it. Like Me too. Like I said, as long as, go ahead. Like Nintendo, doesn't have to do anything, right? Everybody is just waiting for them to like, let their expectations take them away. And like I said, a tweet and a two-minute trailer, and everybody was talking about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, I prefer that. I think right now, right now, it seems like the right thing, and it's just nice to know that Nintendo does have stuff that's ready, and with their directs, they wait kind of until they're about that three months period to start talking about stuff anyway which i really enjoy because then right away you turn you, you, you next thing you know there it's out and you can play it you're not just waiting for trailer and trailer and trailer and trailer and trailer which brings me to my next thing uh ghost of tsushima they finally showed that uh off last week as well lots of things happened in the last week <laughs> and yeah. uh what did you get a chance to watch that at all or no yeah i watched it <clears throat> like i don't have a playstation 4 or i don't know if i'm going to be getting a playstation 5 but I remember that was one game specifically, I think it was like two years ago when they had E3 and it was uh, when they showed off Last of Us 2, right? And they mm -hmm. kind of started off in that creepy little like, I don't know, like porch with all the freaking lights in the stadium. Like or barn. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that game, I was like, whoa, okay, this game, this game looks cool. It looks up my alley. I like samurais, right? I like ancient Japanese uh war history okay th this looks cool and then they released it, it was, now it was State of Play wasn't it? yeah it was State of Play and then didn't something happen with Jeff Keighley after that? Uh, I don't remember if Jeff Keighley talked about it I'm after that sure. or not but they had like an 18 minute uh, direct <laughs> I guess yeah, I thought it was really cool how like how you can customize the armor to suit what type of play style you want to play I uh, liked how it had like it was like was it wind that was like kind yeah. of directing you as to to which way to go when you set a waypoint i like that i love how it it seems like it's a gigantic open world but it looks like it can be like okay don't get scared we're going this way but you could still go over this way right because that's yeah. one of the thing i i found with legends of the breath of the wild i feel like it's going to be a map about that size it, at least it kind of looks so that's the only thing I have comparable to it that I've played. And I wish it would have been a little bit more, oh, hey, this is, where, this is what you need to do next. Let's go here to progress the story type of thing. So I really like that. I also really love how you can switch the, like, the cinematic version. Yes. So you can, have, like, the, you can have the Japanese with the English subtitles, but then you can also have it black and white. That's and so cool. And make it look that's... great. Like, it just reminds me of like an old, like an old 
like kung fu samurai, movie. samurai movie man like those like for me growing up those were some of like my favorite movies yeah no there's a lot of cool things like you mentioned there um just a very natural way to guide you in the world so there's the, the wind that will gust there's like um animals like foxes that'll run in certain directions there'll be uh smokestacks in the distance and just things that would kind of pique your interest if you were just walking along somewhere and uh, likening it to Breath of the Wild, I find, is a really good comparison because uh, Breath of the Wild was a great game, amazing exploration, but it felt there was moments where it felt empty, and I, I believe that was by design, and I think this is also going to do that as well, where it lets you really just take in what you have around you, take in your surroundings, and I think that that is going to be really, really cool game to play. The only thing that I have an issue with, and that's just personally, is is with my ps4 it is it sounds like a jet engine whenever i try to play anything it's a launch launch ps4 it is on its last legs for sure and i don't know if i want to try to even try to play it on there i think i might just want to hold off for both the last of us 2 and ghost of tsushima until ps5 and hopefully it's compatible with those games right off the bat i you know what i i think so I think because they, Sony's come out and said that a lot of the f- major first-party titles first party. will be able to play on the PlayStation 5 day one, even if it's the PlayStation 4 version, if you buy physical, right? So we're still not too sure about digital. I would imagine so. I would hope so. So I I would personally wait for the PS5 to play because you know it's going to play the best on there. You know it's going to look the best. Like... I guarantee you probably going to be next to zero load screens, right? So, yeah. I don't know why you would want to kind of. I think it if you it played it on, yeah, it would really affect how you experience that game. So I would just wait. I agree, and I think I will because you know I also have a lot more time in the winter. That'd be a great, like that and Last of Us two back to back in the winter. That'd be a great way to spend those cold Alberta winter nights. Yeah. <laughs> Huddled up in front there of the old go. PS5, you know? Get real That's close hot. to it, because I can guarantee it's going to get super hot. Yeah, probably. Uh, so that was great. Uh, there's two different ways of playing <clears throat> uh, for attacking enemies. It looked like you could do the uh, going guns blazing, or you could take the, the ghost, and that's the, the stealth way. So you get your little demon face mask going on there, and you go in and start killing people stealth. What Which way appeals to you more? Yeah, I've put a lot of thought into this. I'm gonna have to say I think it would be more satisfying being the ghost. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I feel the same way. So with me and stealth games, I always like to start off stealthy and then things go sideways and then you're just like, okay, let's yeah. go. But I, I do like the, the I think it's gonna be cooler to do that. You know, you're gonna be attacking at night. You know, the camps sneaking around. I just I'm I'm pretty excited about that. It feels like it's almost like a Metal Gear vibe, but in Samurai Land. It was neat how you could like throw firecrackers to distract them, or like you know make different noises to kind of get them like, whoa, what's going on? That's awesome. I'm glad you paid attention. I I like that you were paying attention to that uh, that 18 minute state of play. I didn't know if they'd be into that or not. Oh, yeah. I don't own a PlayStation or whatnot, but. I like video games. Hell yeah, <laughs> right? Brother. And that game, the game looks cool, and I know you're super into it. So I'm like, oh, let's check it out and see. Hopefully, Tony, awesome. hopefully Tony will play this on stream so I can watch it. <laughs> yes, 
All right. Next thing that people are angry about on the internet today is Bioshock Switch Collection comes out. It is a 30 gig download on top of the physical cartridge. How does that make you feel? People are flipping out about it now. They're like, no, I don't want to play it. Meh. What do you think about it? My Buying question a physical is, copy and download, having an additional 30 gig download. Dude, where, where have they been the entire Switch life? Every game, so what, uh, Bioshock is what? Basically Activision? Activision? Uh, take two. Yeah. Take two to Activision? Own take two? They might. Right, because I it... I, I can't think off the top of my you head. Know what? 2K? Or 2K? Let me, let me Google that real freaking quick here. Okay. What yeah, so people are upset about it. I saw a tweet come out. Go Nintendo, I believe, uh, reported on it. said it's going to be a 30 gig additional download on the physical side. And people are freaking out. And I don't know, like, everyone's like, pass, I'm not going to play it now, whatever, whatever. But here's the thing. The collection, if you were to buy it digitally on Xbox, is about 70 gigs of a download. So right away, it's they're big games, right? They're, they're normal games. <laughs> There's three of them, so it's not like it's just one game, right? This is a collection of three games. And the way I would combat this myself is that you can buy them digitally all separately. You could buy Bioshock 1, 2, and 3 separately and download them at your leisure. So I got some confirmation here. The developers are uh, Irrational Games, mm-hmm. uh, 2K Australia, and then some other 2K things. So yeah, it is under the 2K umbrella. umbrella. So let's go ahead and look at this. Every other game that 2K's put out, so you got NBA 2K19, yeah. right? You buy that, guess what? Here's your download, right? Mortal Kombat 11, right? Here's that, oh, wait, you got a 30 gig download if you want to run uh, the Crypt. The multiplayer or whatever. Right, yeah. well, the big download was the Crypt. Um, Diablo, right? Here's your thing, it's a 62, it's a, it's a... Like, whatever was on the cart, and then it's, oh, hey, there's 63 gigs of download to go on top of it. It's nothing new. Like, where have you been? These carts that they have either come in, like, I think the largest is 32. Yeah. And the smallest is, like, 16 or 7 or whatever, right? Yeah. The the people developing the game cheap out. They want to buy the least expensive cartridge. So guess what? We can just make you download the rest. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. Right, and, the, and yeah. everybody raged. Every it's it, they rage every single fucking time this happens. Where have you been? Yeah. How long have you it's, owned your Switch for? This is yeah. fucking nothing new. Realistically, you know, we the 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 appeal of the Switch is the portability. If we are having that, and it takes cartridges, obviously not discs. This is the reality of what we have to deal with. And if you want to buy physical, then you're just gonna have to deal with it. That's just the way it is. And I, and I said, like, how I said, if you want to combat that, buy it digital. You can buy them all separately. And that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm going to play through one, buy the first one, and then move on to the next one when I have time and continue that way. Hey, because I don't need a collection at, at the start. Here you go. You're going to go ahead and buy all these games on the Switch? Okay. Here you go. 256 gigabyte micro SD card, $50 Canadian. There you go. That's right. Boom. That's all you got to do. Buy them all digital. No problem. <laughs> Like it just, uh, 
it, it's, it's frustrating because it's the same old shit every single time. Something like that. I know. Like it, it, people have goldfish memories. How long have you been gaming for? Right? And then you got these stupid people feeding into like, oh my god, it's a, it's a 30 gig download for this game. Yeah. Well, Dude, well, we're, it's uh, a freaking trilogy. Play... It's a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And well, we go to try to play um, Call of Duty and we have to download a 30 gig update. But people aren't freaking out about that. <laughs> Dude, if you have a baseline Xbox One S or a baseline PS4, right? The 500 gig down like the 500 gig hard drive call oh, of duty modern warfare is more than half of your available storage space yep. for one game every single time what happens we go to play the game oh you got a 16 gig uh, update oh yeah that update needs a patch it's another seven gigs of update right there they don't care yeah they've fl- like yep. people she have asked people gig. have asked them the question and they just don't give a fuck yeah. So here, simple question. Spend a hundred bucks, you can get 500, 500 gig SD card. Right? Boom. Like, quit your fucking bitching. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wanted to bring this up because I knew where your stance would be. I wanted to kind of poke the bear a little bit Dude, on that. It one. Just, <laughs> it's freaking. It's like, bro, go play on a go pl- try try and go play on a PC. Yeah. Figure that out. Yeah. Oh shit! Now yeah. I gotta. Now I gotta do. Now I gotta update my drivers because this isn't working. And then, dude, it's, it it comes with the territory. The ease of ease of play. You want to go ahead and play it on the go? Guess what? I can play it on the go. Yeah, I gotta do a thirty gig update. But guess what? I'm playing this when I'm taking a shit. That's right. That's what it's all about. What else are we gonna talk about today, Falcon? Did you have any other topics uh, in your back pocket that you wanted to talk about, or did you want to save them for next week? Dude, you know what? I really, I really don't got nothing else to talk about. That is all Actually, right, man. Actually, you know, oh, one thing. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> What's that? It's when you're taking a piss, and you get a freaking like a taint cramp. You ever get those? <laughs> you really got to piss real bad, and all of a sudden your taint starts cramping. I don't know what you're talking no? about. You never got, Go on. You never got one of those? Like, you're pissing, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, Lord, fuck, you get, just get a cramp right in your taint, like the chode cramp. I think you might have to go check out that prostate. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, those, like, that happened just before the podcast. I'm like, ooh. Ooh. It's like, it it's like a pee cramp, you know what I'm saying? It kind of grabs you by the boo-boo. Honey, <laughs> boo-boo. <laughs> Well, that was an interesting way to end a podcast, but I dig it because I'm into it. And uh, I guess we will see you guys all. Oh, one thing. I just want to thank everybody for joining us all for the streams. It has been great. It has been so nice and relaxing for my mental health just to get streaming again with uh, the Falcon here. And I hope this continues. And look at us. The most inconsistently consistent podcast is becoming consistent. Dude, look out, man. Consecutive back-to-back Two in a podcasts. Row? Get like, is this Victor Royale's? Because we're back to back, baby. Jeez. Peace. Bye bye.